Matthew chapter 16 and verse 15. He says, and Jesus is talking to Peter. This is before he's delivered up to be uh, sacrificed or, or to be crucified. Matthew chapter, sorry, Matthew chapter 16 and verse 15. See, he said unto them, but whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Somebody say, The gates of hell will not prevail. And I will give thee the keys of the kingdom and of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth, thou shalt be bound in heaven. Whosoever thou shalt loose on earth, thou shalt be loosed in heaven. And this is not even my direction for my sermon, but I just, I, this is a thought that I couldn't get away from. Peter, root, root, root of this name, Petros, or Petrios, word we get petrified from. It means piece of a rock or a rock. And I believe that Jesus was giving Peter a revelation of who he was. He's the chief cornerstone. He is the chief cornerstone of which we are all built upon. But he said, Peter, you're part of this wall that I'm building. You're part of this kingdom that I'm putting together. Peter, you're a rock. You're a rock. And I believe that everything that we can be is written in this word. Everything that we could be is written in this word. But I have to make it a decision in my heart that I want everything, I want everything that I can be to be written in this word. I want to be what this word says that I can be. And Peter, what is Peter? Peter was tested and tried. And Jesus told Peter and says, you're going to be tried and you're going to deny me three times. And he says, Lord, Lord, not me. Let these others, let these others deny thee. Not me. Not, that's not who I am. So what did Peter do? He denied him three times. And then he ran. Then he ran and he, and he asked for forgiveness. So what, what, and then it probably it came, it says in the word, it came to back to Peter what he was. He says, you know, you're, but you know what? And Jesus said, I am praying for you, Peter, that, the, that, that your faith fail not. So what, what, what does that say about Peter? He was a runner. But Jesus didn't call him a runner. Jesus called him a rock. So what does Peter do? He comes back to the word. He, has, he comes back and he asks for forgiveness and he never runs again. So as I look over this congregation over 2017, I don't see any runners, but I see a whole lot of rocks. And God is building a mighty, mighty kingdom. God is doing a mighty, mighty thing. And if you, if you ever felt that yourself that you may have been a runner in 2017, I refuse to be a runner. God called me a rock. Look, turn to your neighbor and say, I'm not a runner. I'm a rock. I'm a rock. What does God say about rocks? Ephesians chapter 2 and 19. Now, therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with saints and the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, and in whom the building of fitly framed together groweth into a holy temple unto the Lord, in whom ye are also built together for an habitation through God, through the Spirit. I'm a rock and I'm part of something bigger than myself. I'm part of something that God's doing in this kingdom. And I'm a rock. I'm a rock. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm not a runner. I'm a rock. Hallelujah. That was free. Now, now, Pastor, we, we start out 2017 
We start out 2018 with a fast. We do this every year. Pastor's theme for this year, as in years past, it just keeps growing and growing and God's building onto it and doing different things. But Pastor wants us to be soul winners. Pastor, we, we, people in the house of God, they've been through a lot of stuff this year, but I can't concentrate on what I've been through. And I know you've been through hurts, and I know you've been through pains, and I know you've been through stuff, but God, there's a hurting and a dying world out there. And I live in the temple of the Lord, and I know where I'm going. But there's a, there's a, there's a world that, that, that does not have a safe place to go. There's a world that does not have a sanctuary to rely in. So I went and visited my papa with mom and dad uh, Christmas Day, Monday. And uh, papa sits there, and he expounds. And he writes, and he writes, and he writes, and he writes. And he started expounding. Upon, upon the word of God. And Papa, I can't even say this message is mine. It's derived from my grandfather. So and he sits there and he starts talking to me about Nehemiah. And, he, and, and if anybody knows me, it's a message is like a bug in my ear. It crawls all the way in. It goes up into my head and through my nose and my eyes. And, and I just can't get rid of it. And that's how, that's how I get messages. Is I, I can't run from them. They just stick with me. And, I, and it digs on me. And then I have to read it and research it and go through it. So Papa... Talked to me, expounded on Nehemiah, and as he did other things, but somehow Nehemiah stuck with me. So we're going to talk a little bit about Nehemiah. He was just a man of God. They, uh, this, this Persian king went into Jerusalem, took a lot of people with him, and Nehemiah is the king's cupbearer. So we're going to read a little bit about Nehemiah this morning. Nehemiah chapter 1 and verse 1, and, and the words of Nehemiah the son of Halkadiah, and it came to pass in the month of Chislu in the 20th year, and I, and I was in Shushan in the palace. So Nehemiah served the king in the palace. He was the king's cupbearer. And Hananiah, one of my brethren, came. And God, oh, that I could be like Hananiah. Hananiah is just a small messenger from, from Nehemiah's homeland. And Hananiah, one of my brethren, came, and, he, and the certain men of Judah, and I asked him them concerning the Jews that had escaped and which were left of the captivity and concerning Jerusalem. And they, and, he, and they said unto me, this is Hananiah's words, The remnant that are left of captivity there in the providence are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem also is broken down, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. So Nehemiah is saying, how, how is my home? That which, they, that which I have brought captive out of, and here I am, I am in the king's house, and I am a cupbearer, and I have it well. How is home? And Hananiah being a messenger. And that's what I, wish, that's what I desire for the, the... That's what pastor desires of all the preachers and the leadership of the church. We're just messengers. Turn to your, turn to your neighbor and say, I'm just a messenger. So Nehemiah, we're going to call Nehemiah the church. And Hananiah is just a messenger. And so things aren't really that great at home. You know, the gates have, the gates have been burned with fire and the walls are down. The enemy can come and go as they please. We're persecuted. We're lost. And we're in trouble. And we live in a day where I want, if I could be such a Nehemiah, if I could be such a Hananiah, we live in a day, again, in such a time as this, where things aren't that great outside the church. I'm the king's cupbearer. I serve the king. And he is mighty, mighty good to me. Somebody say he's good to us. But things outside the church ain't good. You know, they're, they're, drugs are running rampant. Alcohol is running rampant. I see youth that aren't happy. I see youth that are hurting themselves. I see elders that are committing suicide. And things are not well. Things are not well. 
So, and, and, so Hananiah re- gives his message out to Nehemiah. And what does Nehemiah do? And it came to pa- verse 4 and says, Nehemiah, and it came to pass when he heard these words that he sat down and mourned, wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. So, so I presented my message. Nehemiah heard it. And Nehemiah got a burden. Ain't nothing going to happen until the church gets a burden. Ain't nothing going to move until the church gets a burden. Mordecai said, as Esther, I'm getting ahead of my, I'm just going to say, as, as Mordecai give his message to Esther, God has put you in a place for such a time as this. You're at the king's table. You're presenting a cup before him. You're serving him, and you're right where you need to be. So turn to your neighbor and say, you're right where you need to be. So the church gets a burden. And the king said unto him, the queen also sitting by him, for how long? And it came to pass when he heard, oh, no, I'm sorry, and it came, the remnant, where was I at? And it came to pass when he heard these words, he sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. And the king said unto me, the queen also sitting with him. This is the king that Nehemiah serves. For how long shall thy journey be? And what wilt thou return? For it, so it pleased the king to send me. I sent him a time. And moreover I said, Moreover, I said unto the king, If it please the king, let the letters be given unto me to the governors beyond the river, and that they may convey me over till I come into Judah. And the letter unto Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest, that he may give me timber to make beams for the gates of the palace, which appertain to the house, and for the wall of the city, and for the house that I shall enter into. And the king granted me according to the good hand of the God that was upon me. Somebody said, God's hand's upon me. God's hand's upon me. So what happened? The church got a burden because of a message. And the church moved. He went before the king and he granted, God, will you do this for me? God, will you, will you give? I have a burden. God, can, can, can I? And you know what? The crazy thing about it is some, the church may get a burden and you may not even feel qualified. But you know what the king did? The king gave him everything that he needed to finish the job. The king granted him timbers, letters, Quality, money, everything that he needed to finish the job. So you may not feel qualified to win souls. You may not feel qualified to set the captive free. But you know what? If you go before the king, you'll get a burden. God will give you everything that you need to make a difference. Hallelujah. So so I was wondering, is this any... any, Let's finish this off. Nehemiah chapter 2 and verse 1. And it came to pass in the month of Nisan, the 20th year at Atra, it the king that wine was set before him. And I took the wine and gave it to the king, now that he had not before time been sad in his presence. Somebody say, Serve the Lord with gladness. And wherefore the king said unto me, Why is thy countenance sad, seeing thou art not sick, and there is nothing else, sorrow thine heart there? And then there was very sore afraid. God is very interested in my specific life. The king knew very, very specifically what he, what he needed. And it's in verse 3, And he said unto the king, Let the king live forever. And thou should not countenance be sad when in the city and place my father's scriptures lie waste, and the gates thereof are consumed with fire. Nehemiah shares his burden with the king. And then the king said unto me, For what dost thou make request? So I prayed before the God of heaven. And then he said unto the king, If it bless the king, and if thy servant have found favor in thy sight, that thou wouldest send me to Judah, into the, king, into the city of my father's scripture, that I may build it. If you'll get a burden, and if you'll want to help, and if you'll want to move, because things are good in the house. Life is good in the house. I'm saved. I'm redeemed. But if I get a burden, there's somebody out there that I can help. If I get a burden, God can move, God can move in my life. Give me what I need. That way I can make a difference outside the kingdom. 
And Esther, Esther chapter 4 and verse 3. Esther also really not, not being in a place where, not being in, she, she shouldn't have been chosen for what she was chosen for. Esther chapter 4 and verse 3. And, and so Esther, Esther gets picked to be one of the king's possible brides after, after Queen Beshti was banished. And she is picked and she is put in the king's house. But no one can go before the king except they be chosen. Esther chapter 4 and verse 3. And in every province where the king's commandeth and his decree came, there was a great mourning among the Jews, and fasting and weeping and wailing, and many lack and lay in sackcloth and ashes. So the king, due to the king's, uh, uh, Nehemiah, his first hand, the king set out a decree that we are going to destroy all the Jews. And we're at the same time and place that, he, that the devil is seeking whom he may devour. And we're in the king's house, and we have it all good, and, and, and things are peachy, life is good. And, you know, like Esther's like, why have you come to, to give me this? If you could come back to the music, I'm not going to be very long, Brother Paul. So Esther's minds and his chamberlains came and told her there was the king exceedingly grieved and sent remnant and clothed Mordecai and to take away the sackcloth from him, but he received it not. Again, Esther speaks to a messenger. They go to Mordecai. And all the king's servants and the people of the king's providence do know that whatsoever, whether the man or woman, shall come into the king and into the inner court who is not called, there is one law of this to put him to death, except saith and such as to the king that shall hold out the golden scepter that he may live, that I shall not be called unto him and to the king these 30 days. Esther says, you know, I haven't been called in the king's house these 30 days. And if he doesn't hold out this golden scepter for me, my life can be taken from me. I have it good in the king's house. Why would I want to go before the king in such a time as this? You know, I, I have it good in the king's house. Why should I concern myself with what's going outside the temple? And, the, and they told Mordecai Esther's words. And Mordecai commanded and answered Esther, Think not thyself what thou shalt escape the king's house more than all the Jews. He says, Don't think of yourself more than all the people where you came from. Don't forget where you came from. They're still lost there. They're still dying there. They have, matter of fact, they have a death certificate over their head. For thou hast altogether holdest thy peace at this time. Thou shalt then shall the enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. God said He's going to deliver His people one way or another. If we refuse to go, God's going to send somebody. If I refuse to get up and if I refuse to heed the call, if I refuse to answer to the hurting and the dying and the broken, God's going to send somebody. God God's loves His people enough that if I refuse, if I decide to be a rock and if I just decide to lay there, God's going to send somebody. He loves His people that much. And the deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But without thy father's house shalt be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom at such a time as this. Matter of fact, God had a plan way, way before I ever came. God said a message way before I ever got here. And says, you know what? I need you to get a burden and I need you to go. Somebody tell your neighbor that. I need you to get a burden and I need you to get up and go. Then Esther bade them that to Mordecai this answering, gather all the Jews that are present in Sushan and go yet fast for me. Somebody pray, pray for me. I'll do this thing. I'll get a burden. I'll move and I'll start reaching for the people. And said, pray for me. And neither eat nor drink three days. And also my maidens shall fast likewise. And I shall go unto the king, which is not according to the word. So she got up and she fasted and she prayed. And you know what? She enters into the king's court. And he holds out a golden scepter. Why? Because it was foreordained for her to get a burden. It was foreordained for her to reach out. 
You know what? If you'll get a burden, you'll start reaching. God will make a way. If you'll get a burden, if you'll start reaching, God will, God will bring people to you. If you could all just stand. This year, I know it's been a difficult year. And I know things, things have not always been easy. And we've walked through some things that we shouldn't have. But it's foreordained for me to become a soul winner. It's foreordained for me to reach people. And if I'll start reaching and if I'll start desiring to find somebody that, is, that needs help to be needs picked up off the ground, God will bring them to me. God will give me the opportunity. God, I want to be a soul winner. I want to build back the walls. Why? Because you're not a rock. You're not a runner. You're a rock. God, I want to be a rock and I want to be fitly joined together in this kingdom that you're building. I want to be a place of safety. If, if, if we could just come and pray just for just a period of time. God, I want to be a soul winner. God, let me reach to the highways and the byways. Give me the broken. Give me the bruised. God, because that's where I came from. Out of the gutter and out of the place of the, uh, undesire. God, I want to be a soul winner. God, I want to reach. God, I want to help somebody. So longs and even faints for you. If, if anybody needs any specific prayer, if you come up, we, we, we'll get the elders together and we'll pray for you. God, we want to be a soul winner. God, give us the broken and the undesired. God, help us. God, give us the ones that are broken. Give us the broken hills. Give us the broken valleys. God, give us the broken. Give us the broken heart. Give us the ones that need help. God, help. To the throne of grace, to seek your face, Lord, I'm burning. I'm longing for you. Lord, I need you. throne of grace to seek your face Lord I'm burning I'm longing for
God in my flesh cries out for the living God, for the living God. Incline your ears of trembling and tears of yearning to the throne of grace to seek your face, Lord, I'm burning. I'm longing for you, Lord, I need you. I need you. I need you. I need you. Nothing, no place, no one else will do. Lord, I need you. I need you. I need you. I need you. Nothing, no place, no one else will do. Others others may have put a name on you that you did not, that the Bible and the Word of God did not put on you. But I I dare you to grab up your Word, whether it be your phone or whatever, a Bible or anything, put it close to you and say, I am what the Word of God says I am. I am delivered. I am made new. I am a rock and I'm not a rudder. I am forgiven. I am saved. I am not going to go into 2018. I am not. I'm not going to go into 2018 looking at others what they might have named me or what they might have put on my head. Uh, run away, a, a, a loser, a, a failure. No, I am what the Word of God says I am. I am forgiven. I am an overcomer. I am made new. I am. I am. He's cleaned me. I am what the Word of God says I am. You're, you're not what people, people what, what people have put over you. You want to be an overcomer? Tell yourself, God has made me an overcomer. He has made me more than an overcomer. I will lift up my head to the one that's coming to the heels, which cometh mine help. I know my help cometh from the Lord. You want to be an overcomer this year? Tell yourself you're an overcomer. Look at everything that you, you want to be you want to be forgiven. Tell yourself, I am forgiven. You are what the word of God says you are. You're not what this world says you are. You're not what your family says you are. You're what this word says you are. You want to be an overcomer? Tell yourself, God, I'm an overcomer. Speak this word over yourself. God, I want to be so winner. I want to help somebody make it home. I want to be an encourager. I want to be a lifter up the hands that are laid down. God, I want to strengthen the feeble knees. I want to confirm the feeble knees and strengthen the hands that are laid down. God, I want to be a soul winner. God, I want to be a soul winner. God, I've got to help somebody make it home this year. There's too many that are tired, too many that are, many that are weak. God, I want to be a soul winner. God, I've got to make, help somebody make it home because that's what matters. I'm serving the king his cup. And you know what? The messenger came and he said things aren't good at home. The gates are burned with fire. The enemy can come and go as he please. And you know what? It rocked my world. I realized I've got it good. I'm giving the God a drink every day. One, one moment. I'm giving God a drink every day. And you know what? Things are good. 
But there's people out there that are lost. There's people that they're serving the king. And I've got it good in the king's house. I've got it good. But there's people out there that don't have what I have. God, give me a burden. Give me a burden, God. My soul longs and even faints for you. My heart and my flesh cries out for the living God. For the living God. Incline your ears, a trembling and tears of yearning to the throne of grace to seek your face, Lord. I'm burning, I'm longing for you. cry loud and I'm not going to spare not. God, let me do that this year. Let me cry loud. Let me, re- let, me, let me rejoice and let others know of your kingdom and of your will and yours is only desire. I seek and deserve the Lord. God, help us this year. God, let us be so winners. God, please be your release from the service. God, please help us. Help us to be so winners. Bring us back together safe this evening. Thank you for your attention, God, and have a wonderful day. Be safe. Please come back tonight if possible. Thank you all.